0: It's good to be here, isn't it? I just love coming and, and being able to worship and and to spend time focusing on God, to forget about the distraction of of the things that are going on outside this place and just come together and draw our attention to Him. Um, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Matt and I'm assistant pastor here at Cornerstone. It's my privilege to to bring you to God's Word this morning and um, I just want to, I really want to invite all of you to stay for morning tea this morning. I want you to make an effort to just be and just to connect in and have a cuppa and chat to someone you don't know, and just just be together as part of our worship this morning. And so, as we as we come around God's word this morning, we are we are continuing a series that that Neil started last week, which we're calling the Great Recovery, and it's a it's a series that is focusing on on finance. We're actually looking at money. Um, and so, before we get stuck into that this morning, let's just open with prayer. Let's pray together, Lord God. I just thank you for who you are that you are a healing god that you are the creator and through you all things were made i thank you that that you have created each person that is here this morning and not only have you created us but you also have a plan and a purpose for each one of us here and it's a plan and it's a purpose that is so amazing that we cannot even begin to understand and god i just thank you that you have an eternal plan and that you are inviting us to be part of that plan and that you want to work in and through each one of us. Lord God, this morning as we gather, as we have, have worshipped and as we get into your word now and even as we, as we chat at morning tea, God, I pray that, that we would be able to gain more understanding about who you are and, and who we are in you and the plans and the purposes that you have for us. God, I pray that you would impact us this morning as we get into your word. God, let my words be your words Use me as your instrument this morning, God. I pray that, that our ears and our hearts would be ready to receive what it is that you want us to hear. Amen. All right, so as I've already said, we started a new series last week, which we're calling The Great Recovery, and it, and it focuses on finance, it, it focuses on money. And money is something that's very personal, isn't it? It's something that's very private for me to stand and, and talk to you this morning, I, I can say it's a significant challenge for me because I don't like to talk about money. Now, our financial situation that we find ourselves in is, is not something that we share readily with people, is it? We don't just go up to anyone who wants to listen and and we're not going to go up to someone at morning tea and say, hi, I'm, I'm Matt and uh, what do you do? And what's your current bank account balance? It's not something you ask, is it? And I'm not encouraging anyone to do that. So, so please, please don't. But, you know, I'm, I'm sure we can all agree, and we're in that place that, that our finances and our, and our financial situation is something that we keep private. And, and as a result, there are times when we, we can find ourselves in di- difficult situations. We find ourselves trapped in in financial situations and we feel alone because we don't talk about it. And when it comes to our finances, they're often also the last thing that we give God control of, that we hand over to God. You know, we we go to God and we say, God, I want to give you my life and I want to invite you into my heart and I and I want you to work through me and I want you to work in all these different areas of my life. But you know what, God, Just I'm just going to hang on to my money because... Because you know I've got plans and I've got things that I want, I've got a particular standard of life that I want to live, and I'm trying to attain some different things and you know I really want you to be in my life, but I'm just going to hang on to my money. that's that's just my is that is that okay? And money money is a is an integral part of our lives and and I'm sure we're all familiar here this morning with the saying that money makes the world go round. And as I was, as I was preparing for this message this morning, I realised how true that statement is. You know, in the, in the society that we live in today, there is, there is very little or even nothing that we can do in that society where we don't require money just to survive. You know, we need money for food, we need money for power, we need money for shelter, for education, for transport, for water and flushable toilets. We pay for the privilege and so our rea- reality is that we need money. It's something that we need to survive and to live in the world that we find ourselves in. As Christians, as followers of Christ, we are, we are challenged and we're instructed by God to be intentional about what we think about and what we do. Last week, um, we started the series looking at Romans twelve two, which gives us that challenge and instructs us. And it says, do not copy the behaviour and customs of this world but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think. God wants to transform and change the way that we think that is different from the way that the world wants us to think. To not follow the behaviours and customs of this world. God wants to transform and change the way we think about everything in our lives and that includes... Our finances, and last week we also looked at Luke twelve thirty four. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will be also. And and Pastor Neil had this heart shaped balloon. Who remembers the heart shaped balloon? It had the money bag tied on the bottom of a streamer. What an awesome example! Thank you, Neil. That wherever the money goes, the balloon is dragged with it. Where we are investing our time and effort and money, that's where our heart is going to be. Our heart is tied to our treasure. Love that example. Thank you, Neil. And on a side note, did anyone see what happened to the balloon at the end of the service? Neil went and he gave the balloon to Joe. Oh, his wife, everyone. Joe is Neil's wife. Now, I'm not sure if I saw this correctly, but I do think that I saw Joe take the balloon and say, I don't want it. And I could be wrong. Keep trying, Neil. You'll get there, mate. There was no money on it. That's right. There was no, the money was gone. It was just the heart. So where, where our treasure is, our heart will be too. The two, the two are linked. Money, money in our financial situations can so easily become the thing that controls us and it limits us and it restricts us in what we can do with God in our lives. But on the flip side to that, it can also um, be what draws our attention to him that enables us to have the experience and fullness of life that God has planned for us, to be generous with our money, to bless others with the finances that God has given us, and to to be a blessing, to be in that place of generosity. Finance is is something that we need to talk about. As Christians, we need to have better understanding of what God's intention is for it in our lives. just like how we journey together in our small groups and, and at times of prayer when we come together and we share our struggles and our, and our triumphs and, and our sicknesses and all that kind of stuff. We need to be in this place of ready to share and support each other in our financial struggle and our financial triumph. And again, I want to clarify this morning, we're not doing this series, um, the, the intention of this series is, is not to make you feel guilty and not to get more money coming into the church. It's not to pressure you into giving to the church. But maybe God's challenging you in that. But rather, this, this series is about giving us a better understanding of what God thinks of money. It's giving us an opportunity to consider our financial situations and our circumstances. And, and maybe, is our finance trapping us and holding us back from what God wants with us? Money and the, and the things that money can attain become a distraction, they become our focus when they are our treasure. Distraction, that's a, that's a word that, that has been in the forefront of my mind as I have prepared this message. Distraction. Our finances can, can very easily become a distraction from the things that God wants us to be attentive to. And again, when we read Romans twelve two, do not copy, or in the NLT it says, do not conform to the behaviours and customs of this world but to let God transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think. The thing that jumps out at me in this first part is distraction. The broken, sin-filled world is all about distracting us away from God with its behaviours and with its customs. But we know that God has something better in store for us. Maybe you don't know that. And i encourage you this morning that God does have something better in store. You know, God wants us to be part of this world that is around us, but not to get dragged into the customs and the behaviors and the expect- expectations. To not copy, to not be distracted by what the world tells us is important or the must haves. We are called to be part of this world, and, and God wants to transform us in that space. We are called to be salt and light, to bring flavour and to shine the light that is God's love and grace into the world that we live in. And, And in order for us to be salt and light, we actually have to be part of the world. We can't hide away as much as we might like to. You know, God doesn't want us to go and find a cave somewhere and wait until Jesus comes back. He wants us to be part of the world... But we have to be active in, in not allowing ourselves to be dragged into its way of thinking or its way of behaving. You know, we just, we just have to go to the shops, don't we? And we are bombarded with, with imagery and advertising of discounts and offers of huge savings and sales that are all designed to lure us in, to help us be an acceptable people, a part of society, to have the status and position and possession that the world tells us we need to have. You know, we go on, online, as Neil was talking about last week, and, and, and the screens are filled with advertising that is specifically chosen just for us, based on our internet search history and our, and our previous browsing, and it's designed to try and suck us in, to try and distract us into buying things that the world says that we need to be happy, to be truly happy. And then there are offers of, of buy now, pay later, and after pay, and interest-free finance, and credit cards, and loans, and it goes on and on and on. And all of these things are there designed as an easy way to get everything that we need to have a fulfilled life right now, without having to wait. You know, but there's always a catch with those things, isn't there? There's always those terms and conditions that... People just seem to flick through and don't really pay much attention to. And and so we need to be in this place where we have wisdom and understanding what is a good choice and what isn't. You know, to be completely honest with you here this morning, the best way to avoid financial struggle is to not be in debt, to not owe any money, to live by the rule that if I can't afford it, I don't have it. I don't buy it that is the best way to stay out of financial trouble. That that is the option. But there are times when there are services like these that I've mentioned that are useful and that when they're used in wisdom and used with care, it's beneficial. There are times when we do need financial help. Again, all of us here this morning have a reliance on money because that's, that's the way of the world, whether we like it or not. And so, let's say, for example, that you you go home today and you find that while you've been at church, your fridge has died. How many of us could survive without a fridge long term? Anyone? I know I can't, we recently had an experience. And so, you head to the store to get a new one and you walk in the door and you see row upon row of different models that are available and then as you get closer you see the price tags and then once you pick yourself up off the floor and regain some form of composure it might become apparent to you that it it, it actually makes sense to use a buy now and pay later interest-free type arrangement to pay off a fridge over a period of time. You know, maybe you don't have that much money available right now but you could make it work if you set up regular repayments to pay it off over a period of time before the huge interest rate kicks in. Read those terms and conditions, people. Make sure you make a plan. Do it with wisdom. And there's nothing wrong with doing that if that helps you to, to do the things that you need to do and, and it ensures that you can keep your food longer than 24 hours here in Darwin, but the danger comes when we find ourselves in a situation where we decide or we are distracted into thinking that perhaps because we aren't really paying for it right now, we would go for that fridge that's four times more expensive because it's really cool because it's got one of those drink dispensers and it's got the ice machine and it has a touch screen on the front so you can surf the internet and watch a movie while you get a drink <laughs> or whatever the heck that thing does. And there's, you know, customizable cooling zones, wow, so you can have like really cold stuff at the top and then just, you know, not so cold stuff and then, you know, freezer and blah, blah, blah. You know, I, I could go on for ages, fridges are amazing, I'm sure if, if time travel was a thing, we could go back to 1969 with a modern day fridge and give it to NASA and they could put a man on the moon. Anyway, getting distracted. So, you decide to go down the path of buying this super fancy, space travel capable fridge, when the reality is, you just need something to keep your food cold, yeah? And so, then you you go down this path and you put yourself into a position where you are tied into paying something off that is way more than you need, which has far greater financial impact and can restrict your capacity moving forward. There are times when we need to spend money and borrow money to make things happen like buying a house and paying for education whether it be for our kids or for ourselves that have future implications that improve our future and the reality is that we live in this consumer world filled with, with both good and bad things where we are constantly told that we have to have the latest and greatest devices and clothes and cars and diets and gyms and holidays and homes and hobbies and takeaway meals and dinners out and on and on and on it goes. And there is nothing wrong with any of those things, but as when they take our attention away and restrict us from, from being able to operate in the things that God wants for us that it becomes a problem, isn't it? You know, we, we need to have that wisdom and not be distracted by the things that we don't really need. As with that example of the balloon last week, you know, I'm just going to put all my time and my effort and my money over here, into this thing over here that the world's telling me that I need and all of a sudden our attention and our heart is being dragged away from the things that God has for us and intends for us. Don't be distracted. Don't conform to the behaviours and customs of this world. Trust in God and allow Him to to transform you and seek His wisdom. So wisdom is another thing that I've been thinking about in all of this. And, And when I think about wisdom, the guy who comes to mind in the Bible is King Solomon. And he's also the guy that comes to mind when I think about financial things in the Bible as well. And the story of Solomon is found in the Old Testament and, and Solomon is King David's son and he's known for his wisdom and he's known for his riches and his generosity. And Solomon wrote a majority of the book of Proverbs and amongst other books in the Bible and he was, he was the one that God tasked to, to build the temple in Jerusalem and he established the Israelite nation so that it was wealthy. Under his reign, the Israelite nation flourished and it even says that under his rule, every family in the nation of Israel, had their own home and land. Think about that for a minute. He provided every family with their own house and land. And it says that he made silver as abundant as the stones. The Israelite nation was wealthy and secure because of the wise leadership of Solomon. But that wisdom and that wealth only came because Solomon's desire to honour God. And in 1 Kings 3, we read about how early on in Solomon's reign, when he was still very young, God speaks to Solomon in a dream and he says to him, ask for whatever you want me to give you. And in the midst of this dream, the young Solomon asked God for wisdom. Now, O Lord my God, you have made me king instead of my father David, but I am like a child who doesn't know his way around. And here I am in the midst of your chosen people, a nation so great and so numerous that they cannot be counted. And they all had their own house and land, or they will have. Give me an understanding heart so that I can govern your people well and know the difference between right and wrong. Solomon knew in that moment, in his young age, I think he was about 20, maybe even younger, that he didn't have the ability to lead God's people without a lot of God's help. And if we continue to read on, we see that God is pleased with his answer and because Solomon wasn't after riches and he wasn't after long life and he wasn't after the death of his enemies, but rather he just wanted to be able to have the wisdom to make the right decisions for the task that God had given him, to be the king that honoured God. And as a result, God gave Solomon this wisdom and he also gave him riches and he also gave him long life while he was obedient. And time and time again in Proverbs, written by Solomon, who had this God-given wisdom, it talks about godly wisdom and it talks about trusting in God. Our ability to trust in God and to seek His wisdom in all things, including our finances, will stand us in good stead. And I want to encourage you this week, a bit of homework, to take some time and read through Proverbs. Set aside some time to look at it and look at the wisdom that Solomon shares. Wisdom that is founded in God. Look at how it can be applied in all areas of your life, including your finances. And I've got some up on the screen there. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck, write them on the tablet of your heart, and then you will win favour and a good name in the sight of God and man. You will win favour and a good name if you love and are faithful to Him. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to Him and He will make your path straight. Trust God. Submit to Him. Come under His authority and He will direct you on the right path. He will take you where He has planned for you to go. And then honour the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops, and then your barns will be filled to overflowing, and your vats will brim over with new wine. Honour God with your wealth, with your finance, with everything, and He will bless you. Now, as a result of Solomon's godly wisdom and trust in God, his kingdom flourished, his wealth grew, and he was known throughout the world as a result. He sought after godly wisdom, And his wisdom had its foundation in God. It wasn't his wisdom, it was God's wisdom. And that's my prayer for us this morning, that we too would have wisdom that is founded on God, that has its foundation in God, for all different areas of our lives, so that we can be fully effective in the lives for him and for his purposes. You know, this world, as I've already talked about, this world is full of distraction. It is so easy to be drawn into the things that, that the world expects and offers. And and I stand before you understanding that this morning. I stand before you understanding the reality that I am aging. Sometimes I feel like it's a process that's happening way too fast. I've got grey hairs appearing and then multiplying, it's... it's it's like my wife and my kids are attacking me in my sleep with spray paint or something. And my kids take great delight in reminding me that I'm old and I'm the oldest one in the family. And Anyway, but I'd like to think that over all of my years, my countless years, I would like to think that I have gleaned some wisdom uh, through my experiences. And, and I'm by no means someone who has everything sorted. I can tell you I've got a long way to go. I'm not here saying this is how it needs to be and I've got it all together. That's certainly not the case. And I'm sure I've actually shared this with you before, but I love, I love technology, I love computer games, and I suspect that I always will. But when I was younger, I would always be chasing the, the latest gadget or device or game, and I'd have it, I had to have it, and whether I could afford it or not. And I'd be straight around to the computer game shop on a Thursday afternoon, after payday, I had my pay packet in my pocket, got cash back in those days, that's how old I am, folks. And I would go straight there and I'd just get whatever the latest game is that came out that week, didn't matter what it was, didn't know if I hadn't heard about it or anything, but it was the latest and greatest, so I had to have it. And you know, that attitude, it got me into a lot of trouble, more often than I'd like to admit. Looking back, I can see how I wasted so much of my money and time getting everything that I had to have, the latest thing, and and I would use it for a bit, and then something else, or even the very next week, something else would be there, and it would come and it would take its place. And I'm sure there are others here this morning that maybe have been in a similar sort of situation. Maybe Maybe it's not computer games, but maybe it's... And to fill in the blank here... And then, and then I got married and, and suddenly I had to be more financially responsible. But I still wanted that latest and greatest stuff. And there were times early on in, in my marriage where rash and, and non-thinking and spur-of-the-moment distracted purchases put us into financial difficulty. And maybe that's you here this morning as well. Can I encourage you to look to God and find contentment in Him? You know, put your trust in Him and ask for His wisdom. Again, God has a plan and a purpose for all of us. You know, for me, I, I, I want to be in this place where I, I want to do whatever it takes to be able to do the things that God wants for me to do. And I would hate it if I made a rash and rushed and distracted financial decision in the spur of the moment... In those moments of distraction, that would restrict me and hold me captive and stop me from being able to do the things that God has intended for me and for my family. And so my prayer for all of us this morning is that God would grant us the wisdom to make good choices moving forward in all areas of our life, whether it's our finances or whether it's our time, whether it's our skill. To be in that place of having wisdom and making choices that honour Him and bring Him glory. it's my prayer that we would be fully trusting and and constantly seeking God above everything else everything else including our finances and again I'm not saying I've got all my finances in order because that would be lying and I haven't haven't got it all together but there are times in my life where I, I get to this point and I'm just like ah, what have I done? God help and you know what? He's there And he comes through and it might take work and it might take effort and if you find yourself trapped and restricted by your finances this morning i want to pray with you for breakthrough but i also want to let you know that as a church we have access to great resources uh, available online through right now media which is a website that has all these awesome teaching videos and practical series which we have access to as a church and there's a whole heap of stuff on there about good Godly financial management and the best ways to break free from debt. And so if you're interested in exploring that further, please come and speak to me, come and speak to, to Neil, and, and we will give access to those things to you. Now I just I want to finish this morning with Psalm 23. It's a great reminder of who God is and who He wants to be in all of our lives. It says, the Lord is my shepherd and I have all that I need. And he lets me rest in green meadows and he leads me beside peaceful streams. And he renews my strength and he guides me along right paths, bringing honour to his name. And even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honour me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessing. Surely your goodness and your unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. And the best bit, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. You know, when we put our trust in God, when we seek his wisdom, when we seek him above all else, we will find contentment. We'll find contentment with Him. As it says in the psalm there, we will have all we need. And God will lead us. And He will renew us. And He will guide us. Even when things are tough. He is right beside us. And it says there, He even pursues us with His goodness and His unfailing love. What a great promise to hold on to. Remember them as you go from this place this week. Let's pray. Look, God, I just want to thank you that you are a God who loves each one of us and and wants to be in relationship with us. I thank you that you you want to lead us. and, And God, I pray for your wisdom pray that your wisdom would be on every single person here this morning that you would be the influencer of our thoughts and decisions we make each and every day in every part of our Lord in every part of our life Lord including our finance God God help us to to trust you help us to trust you so that we would do better God, I pray that, that we would be able to recognize that when we need, we, we follow after and, and trust in you and we need you, that, that we will have all that we need, God. God, I just pray against distraction. I pray that we would not be drawn into things that are unnecessary. That you would walk with us and even pursue us when we get into that place of distraction. God, I pray that you would... You would go with us this week, that we would be trusting you with all things, including our finances. God, for those who are here this morning who are, are feeling trapped by money, God, I pray for your release. I pray for your wisdom, for your confidence to be able to take the steps and move out of that place. Amen. And as always, the front is open for prayer. And and I just want to encourage you to to think about coming up for prayer or to find someone near you and and pray together about your situation that you might be going through at the moment, whether it's financial or health or whatever it might be. You know, prayer is such an important part of, of who we are and part of our relationship with God. And, you know, to have the opportunity to come together and just to bring all aspects of our lives to God. You know, to share those things with someone else, to share that burden and together then bring them before God and, and pray believing and remembering that God can change situations, that He can bring healing, that He can bring restoration and life, that when we bring it all before God, nothing is impossible for Him. You know, how often do we exhaust all avenues in our own strength before we come to God in prayer? You know, how often do we push through pain and struggle and situation and then we finally go, oh, maybe I should just pray about this. I just encourage you, bring it all before God this morning. If you want prayer, please come. Let's just worship together as we close. Amen.